Hey drivers, if you're in the market to call a new place home, you just want to find a new job, write this phone number down, 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This carrier is a mid-sized carrier. They offer every benefit in the world. They have brand new Kenworth T680s that are loaded to the hilt. They offer OTR and regional company positions. They also offer lease operator positions. Go ahead and write that number down, driver. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This is a guy, obviously, we've been following on YouTube and wanting to get him on the show for a long time. Um, He is a big time wrecker man flips trucks uprighting is what it's called and uh, he to me is the king okay so without further ado the man the myth ron pratt the legend how you doing today ron hi guys i'm doing well thank you awesome to have you brother finally thank after you. about talking to you for about a year and a half on uh, on the facebook page i know it's been hard to get together but we finally made it happen so you are, Ron, you do something unique in the industry, and that is flipping trucks over when, and in fact, your, your specialty is tractor trailers, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I started out in heavies when I was uh, real young in the industry. You know, I was, I was reading your bio or whatever you wrote down in, on the Facebook page, and it was interesting. You started out kind of like I did. I started out in my grandfather's garage sweeping and greasing trucks and everything. And you, I, I read you, you started out sweeping your mom and dad's diesel garage. And then the... And, 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 and washing trucks across the street. Right. RC Cola, yeah. of, of all places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. RC, RC Cola and Roadway Express. Uh, mom and dad started the shop and... Uh, roadway was uh, beside our our shop and RC Cola was right across the street and on the weekends I would wash trucks as a kid you know uh, for extra money and then push a broom uh, so I've been around trucks you know I've, I've grown up around them. Uh, it's it's been my life you know yeah and so I, I I also read when you were a kid you'd wash the RC's trucks and roadways and they'd let you drive them across the street they did. Of course, that was a different time, man. I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to date myself, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't happen today. No, no, no. That wouldn't happen today at all. But uh, it was just right across the street. So, you know, it was no big deal at that time. So, so I, I you know, just uh, just a little bit more about you. I was, I was reading also, which was amazing because my grandfather owned some Marmons. I, I read your first wrecker. I guess your first truck was a Marmon. They, they went out of business so many years ago in Texas, I guess, is where they were based out of it in the final. I think they started in Indianapolis. But, and the reason I know a lot about Marmon is because ToxyDL has put, we have actually put together a video. It hasn't been released yet, but it's been, it's been in our, in our, uh, Vault. In our vault. That's a good word. It's, in our, it's been in our vault. You know, Every now and then I get one. Waiting to be released because I didn't think it was complete. But go ahead, man. Marmons. Yeah, we uh, we actually were a dealer for Marmon Trucks for a while um, until they went out of business. Um, you know, the the first Marmon wrecker that we had, uh, my dad actually built. Uh, it was a wrecked truck that... Uh, Actually, it was out in Pennsylvania. It, it was hauling a gas tanker, and the tanker got hit by a train. And uh, we brought bought the truck and brought it back to the shop, rebuilt it, stretched it, painted it, you know, 
dad was going to resell it and he loved the paint scheme so much that he said, you know, we're, we're paying other companies to bring trucks into us, into our shop, and we're losing some of that work because they're taking them elsewhere, you know, like to their shop or whatever. Why don't we just make a, a tow truck out of it and bring customers into our own place? Uh, and that, that's how it got started. Uh, but that was on, a, on an old uh, 1985 uh, Marmon 57P. I love that truck. That's uh, awesome. Had a 34 six-speed Caterpillar and a 15-speed. And straight straight stacks with a Jake brake. Would you still have a picture of that truck? Yes, actually, I do. Ooh, send it to us. Yeah, because uh, when we when we put this pot up, we do the artwork. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we'll try to get a, a really good picture of something about you. You know, that. whoever's interviewing. Okay. Yeah, we try and put that person's picture of something that deals with that. Them. Yeah, send that okay. overall, and then I'll if, I'll jack uh, one of your other ones and blend it in. Well, you were talking about the uh, the videos. If uh, if you watched the year end video, it was a compilation video. There's a a real brief like three second clip, and that truck is in there. It, oh, it's wow. yeah, the it's a, a the old Marmon 57P with a Holmes 750 split boom wrecker uh, and a Zach lift underage. So it's it's beautiful, beautiful old truck. had a had a turbo wing on it. If you guys. Again, I'm dating myself, but do you know what? Remember what the turbo wings were? I don't. I really don't. I wish I did. Okay, I... The, the big silver scoop that went on top of the cab. It was a precursor to all of the uh, uh, spoilers and air dams that the trucks have now. Sweet, nice. Well, I remember seeing trucks with those on it. So yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's what they were called. Yep, Turbo Wing was the the name brand. Huh. Uh, we were actually we were actually a dealer for them too at the time. Interesting. So, so Marmon itself, they weren't, weren't they hand-built trucks? Didn't I read that? They were. They were. Uh, all hand-built in Garland, Texas, right outside of Dallas. That's uh, something. Do you know, uh, you, you said you knew a lot about history of Marmon. Do you know the roots of Marmon? Um, you know what? I do, but I can't remember who started it. It was, it's oh. somebody that's, oh, wait a second. It's, uh, oh, no. Okay, actually, wait, I, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Think about racing. Oh, go ahead. You, Think I'm, about racing. Who was it? All right. Just one of the very first, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the very first Indy 500 winner was a Marmon Wasp. That I didn't know. Yes. No, I didn't built, know. It, they, they were involved in, Marmon was involved in a lot of stuff years ago. Um Racing, aerospace, uh, they did a lot of stuff, not just trucks. But, yeah, they were, they were hand-built. They were, they were the, the owner-operator's dream truck at the time. They were. They're sweet. Um, now, I, I was going to say Daimler, but I think Daimler's who bought them out or took over, and then they took themselves back or something like that, as the history uh, goes. I don't know who actually bought Marmon Motor Company. I know that... Uh, International Harvester bought their facilities and started uh, building, oh, the, I forget what they call it, but it's basically the Workstar, uh, the heavy-duty uh, six-wheel drive work trucks, uh, okay. not, over the, not over the road trucks, but the uh, really heavy-duty uh, work trucks. Well, okay, so let me let me move on because we could talk about Marmon and Diamond Rios and all those old trucks all we want. But um, we owned so a Diamond Rio too. You do now or did? 
did. Yeah, my grandfather had a fleet of them, uh, of Diamond Rios. And I, I know there was a Diamond T also. There was yep. so many trucks that aren't, aren't around anymore. But um, what I was going to ask you is, you started out with a Marmon. What, what are you guys now using for all your, your heavy-duty stuff? Uh, the majority of our fleet now on the heavy end is Peterbilt. Uh, we do have one Western Star. Um, but the majority of our stuff is Peterbilt. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've actually owned a Western Star. It was in 1984. I think that was the last year for the, the real boxy one. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, so now you guys, you don't have any Macs at all? I thought Macs were like the heavy duty. They are. Um, I mean, it, it's just owner's preference. You can get them built uh, however you want. The The rotator, the one that I use primarily, uh, is what they call a Miller spec truck miller industries is the people who build uh the wrecker bodies uh, that we use there's several different manufacturers but miller is the premier one in the united states so so let's talk about the uprighting that's really what i wanted to talk about and we could talk about okay. your youtube channel also because i mean just you are honestly the man when it comes to this first first question i got before i forget the what happened to me one time was I was up up on the uh, if if you know anything about New York City I was actually coming out of uh, into Staten Island on uh, I can't think of the name of the uh, the bridge there going into Staten Island uh, but anyways my truck stalled and so I, I called my company real quick I, it actually stalled in a in a uh, a toll booth at the outer bridge crossing is what it's called and so. Because I had, what I did was I had a 10-speed, and, and I forgot to drop it down. It was my first trucking job ever in a cab over an old international corn binder. And I, did, I never put it down on the low side. And when I paid my toll, I went to pull out, and, of course, I stalled it. Well, when I went to start it, the battery was dead. So I wanted to call my company, and this record just pulls up, right? A heavy-duty record like, like you have. And he, and he pulls up like he's going to start hooking to me. And I said, hold on, I'm calling my company. And he says, you don't have the right to call your company. I own the rights to a certain area, as do most big wreckers. Is that your case where you guys are at? Do you, do you, are you exclusive to a certain area, or, or do you compete with other wreckers in that area? The wrecker business is different across the country. If, if you were at a toll booth, if you were in a... Uh, uh, on a paid highway where you have to pay uh, a toll, there are only certain uh, towing and recovery firms that are authorized to work on the turnpikes. Um, and in that situation, he was probably right. Um, he probably did have a certain area that he was responsible for keeping clear. Yeah. I mean, it makes now, sense. We, in, in our area, thankfully, it's not like that. Um, you know, we have we do have competing companies in the area, uh, but for the most part, it's, it's friendly competition. You know, it's like like normal business should be run, I think. Anyway, uh, there's some some areas that it's the first tow truck on the scene gets the job. Um, I don't like that personally. I mean, that, that's just my opinion. I think it gives the whole industry a bad name because you're, you're kind of seen as vultures as, as, you know, you're out there fighting each other to get a job and that's just, man, it gives the whole industry a bad rep. Well, not only that, but 
when you deal with especially the tractor trailers, your reputation will pay you better in the aspect of, you know, you've been out there a very, very long time since your parents started the business. And you're the way you you conduct your business as far as how you're recovering the trailer, what you what what precautions you make stand better when it comes to recovering that that vehicle versus the first come first served guy might not have that experience like you have and really trash the truck while he's trying to flip it back over or recover it. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. And well, you touched on it. Reputation is everything. You know, it's just your trucks uh, are rolling billboard. That's why we try to keep our trucks clean. You know, can't always do it because you're working out in bad weather. And uh, but everything you do is viewed by the public and especially me putting myself out there on YouTube, I, even more so, you know, uh, shoot, I've got viewers from all over the world and everything is criticized, but you've got to got to be the professional and that's i i strive work very hard to do that you know we just did an interview with the long haul bandits i don't know if you ever heard of those guys and one of the things they're stressing i want talk cdl is always always pushing it is professionalism and 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 trying to make because you know let's be honest man tractor you know we us the drivers we we our reputation has kind of gone downhill since the 80s and, uh, you know, there's a bunch out there that are still good professional truck drivers that really will stop to help somebody that do leave a, a good traveling distance that that are very professional in this industry. And I, I believe it's I think that along with the negativity, um, a positive attitude in the industry also is effective and, and, and oh, contagious. Yeah. And that that's part of what I'm trying to show with the YouTube is trying to show our industry in a positive light, uh, you know, much like you guys are doing with the trucking industry and show that, you know, the negative connotation that people normally see isn't the norm. Okay. There are people out there who, who really care about their job, who, who really want to make this work and are professionals. Uh, and I'm trying to show that and you guys are trying to show that, you know, I, we're, we're doing what we can to, to, show our industries in a good light. Uh, unfortunate uh, truth is that the old saying goes, one bad apple spoils a bunch. You know, the people thrive on negativity and they see one bad driver or one bad operator and ooh, that's what they're going to talk about. <laughs> it's true. That's true. You, you, the, and it's an, it's, unfortunately, it's a, in every aspect of our society. It's not just in the transportation industry. It goes with a lot of things. People thrive on... Stereotyping. Well, it's, 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 it's horrible the way society has become, but unfortunately, everybody gets a thrill or gets, gets a good laugh off the other person's downfall or, or yeah. they're, they're, you know, some, they're, people lost their compassion. A lot of people yeah. lost their compassion, but I was... Unfortunate. I was, I know it is. I was reading through... Um, what you had sent us on some of the stories. So I would think it would be really awesome if you could tell us one of your one of your stories that you were telling us on the inbox here. Which one do you want to hear it then? The guy, the naked guy in the woods? No, no. No? No, we, we pretty much know what happened to that guy. But you opened the book there, so now everybody's going to be saying, oh, what's, what happened with him? We can leave him in suspense. We can leave him in suspense. Let's leave him in suspense for a little bit. I want to know what some of the other ones that he was saying. I, mean, I know he, he towed a few really awesome vehicles. 
Um, but he had put in there about a um, an accident that not one of the nightmares, but one of the other ones. What's it? Which what are you talking about, right then? Well, he said that he he would let us know it. He didn't go through and tell us the whole thing. Oh, okay. He was just saying that he was going to let us know some of them. Okay. Oh. So she okay. wants a story, Ron. Give us a story. Yeah, oh, give us man. a story. What's your be- I, What's your most memorable uh, upwriting episode? Well, I have got so many. Uh, I got thirty plus years of this. I've forgotten more than I. Can oh, I bet. I was going to actually ask you if you actually have a number, but I'm, it's probably an estimate. You probably don't know the actual. Oh number, do man, you? I I don't. I don't have a clue. I really don't. Um, I mean, the memorable ones are the ones that that touch my heart. Uh, it's not necessarily because the job went beautifully and perfectly, but the the ones that stand out to me are the ones that touch my heart. Um, there was a rollover, pretty bad one, and it was on one of my videos last year. Um, guy had just left his pickup location. 53-foot uh, dry box had uh, packs of horse bedding, uh, basically wood chips in it, and dropped a tire off the edge of the roadway, lost it into a uh, creek bed uh, and a live waterway. And we did this whole recovery. Uh, it took us most of the night, uh, had to unload it because trailer was just trashed. I mean, it was, it was really, really bad, but we did this whole recovery. And then the driver shows up the next morning, uh, thankfully with just his arm in a sling and, and a, a little bump on his head, uh, after this horrific a- accident. And he asks about his cat. We didn't know he had a cat in the truck and, they thought that the cat had either perished in the crash or had gotten loose at the scene and was just scared and off hiding somewhere and he would never see his cat again. Well, I start searching through the truck and silence, nothing, don't hear anything. And I lift up the mattress. The cat has hidden under the mattress and is still there two days later. A lot. <laughs> alive and scared to death it it did it did not fight me at all i picked up the poor cat took it in went down to the truck stop got it some canned food and some water and kept it in my office and i called the driver and said dude you're not going to believe this but your cat made it (laughs) wow and he said i'll be there in 10 minutes him and his daughter were still in town they were in a hot him and his wife and daughter were still in town they were at a hotel they came down and and I'm sorry, but something like that touches your heart. Oh, it yeah. just does. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm <kidding>. There was <laughs> also a story that you had said about how a driver managed to set the trailer exactly on a the fire four- hydrant. Yeah. Yeah. Like a pinnacle on or what? The four on, on the four concrete. The, the four concrete things that surround the fire hydrant? Is that what it was? Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And you said it. You said you could actually change all eight, eight tires on the on the trailer. You, it's, it was actually you, sitting there level. Yes. That's crazy. The trailer was empty. And, all right, it was at a local warehouse, a very large warehouse for a very large manufacturing company in the area. And it was at their drop lot. They have fire hydrants stationed throughout the lot, and then they have these uh, concrete barricades, jersey barriers, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, 
and they've got four of them set in a square around this fire hydrant. I have no idea how the driver managed to do it, but he had both trailer axles centered perfectly on top of one of those jersey barriers and the trailer was perfectly balanced one set of tires was inside towards the uh, fire hydrant and the other one was on the outside and no damage to the trailer whatsoever if you can believe it no you couldn't see where he had ramped up the barricades or anything it was just sitting there like somebody had picked it up and set it there that's amazing. Now, were you able to get it off the same way, like just picking it up oh, and yeah. setting it off? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that, all I that, kept thinking is when I read that is now he's got to try and get that off. And I wonder if, the, you know, from getting it off, it created any kind of damage just because there's no other way to get it off. No, he can lift them straight up. Well, I didn't know if he could or well, not. Well, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you know? I know they have cranes that would do it, but I just didn't know if he had that capability right yeah, there. Yeah, that record he's oh, got. Yeah. How, how, what's, what's the power of that record? Like, what can that actually lift? How many pounds? Uh, maximum lift capacity on that truck is a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. And uh, so the a, average, a, yeah, go ahead. It's a 50, 50 ton wrecker is what, what this one is. They make them bigger. I mean, this is not the biggest one by, by far, but, uh, it's, it's sizable. And as you've seen on the videos, it can do the job. A lot of it is not necessarily, and, and the same holds true in your industry. Uh, a lot of it's not necessarily the equipment it's the operator knowing, knowing how to use the equipment. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so what would be like, I, I, I know the average tractor trailer without permits can go up to 80,000 pounds, usually on interstate driving. And then of course we can go really high with permits. So I'm sure you've already had a oversized load or a, a big one that you've had to, to work with. Have you? Oh yeah. Yeah. We work with super loads all the time. They, in our area, there's a lot of, uh, two lane highways with no shoulders and for some reason the state of missouri runs these super loads down those two lane roads and there's some pretty sharp curves and we'll end up having to uh, follow a super load and pick up the back end of it and uh, take it around a corner because it's just too long to navigate the corner well, it keeps that, you going well in business <laughs> yeah <laughs> so ron missouri keep going <laughs> ron what would you say like winter is, is winter usually your busiest season with rollovers when weather is in the extremes, whether it's wintertime, whether it's rain or extreme heat, um, it, it really doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's just when weather is in the extremes is when we get really busy. Uh, say, for instance, the, the heat of the summertime, you have more tire blowouts. You don't know how many rollovers I've worked from a, a steer tire blowout and a driver can't been under control. You know, that's actually, that brings up a good question. You know, usually it's almost like a rear end accident, Ron. In our industry, before dash cams came out, if you rear ended somebody, you were to blame because you were supposed to be able to maintain control of your vehicle. And then when dash cams came out, the, you know, safety directors and insurance companies realized cars shooting off of a side road and onto an interstate and, and jamming their brakes on in front of a tractor trailer, it wasn't the truck driver's fault, okay? No. Um, so they just do like, it intentionally sometimes. Right. So what I'm getting at, though, is with these steer tire blowouts that you just mentioned, now, are you able 
as an expert to be able to say this indeed, because let me tell you something, just like a rollover, you have a rollover, man, it's it's almost impossible to convince somebody that it was a load shift or a, a steer tire blowout. Do they take your word? Can you write up a report and say, hey, this was not driver error. This was 100% steer tire blowout, uh, absolutely unpreventable. Because then it becomes, you know, that's really what they call a DOT recordable accident. If, if there's towing, death or injury, and or you have preventable and non-preventable, what maybe with someone with your professional uh, advice, or I don't know if you're allowed to be a witness on paper that could help these drivers out, or are you not allowed to do that? Uh, I am, if they're willing to accept my experience. Most of the time, they will rely simply on the police report, uh, which doesn't always tell the, the full story. Uh, you know, as you were saying, sometimes experience uh, can tell you more about what happened and there's there's times when i mean especially if if a driver's on a two-lane road and they have a blowout there's no shoulder on the road they don't have but just a split second to react and if 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 that tire pulls them off on the shoulder uh and it's a pretty good drop off or it's muddy it's going to pull them down and take them over that there's not a darn thing they can do the best driver in the world's not going to be able to recover from that in in the right situation yeah, we just we just interviewed a young guy. He's uh, his name is Kyle Rich. He, he, we just did an interview on him a month or two ago, and he actually sent us a video. He was he was a livestock hauler, and I guess a load of pigs somehow shifted over to the right. And he had a dash cam. He sent us the video as he was going down the road. That you know, from his view uh, of a rollover, literally, it just flipped him right on its side. That would be interesting to see. Oh, everything you got something? Well, I. I uh, I working, to, a, working a livestock load, though, is, is never a fun job. I, w- I would think it wouldn't be, only because, well, you either have live livestock or not live livestock. Us- usually there's a mix. Yeah, and then, and, and then you got the waste of it all. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, you know, uh, that video, if you, if you go back about a month on our page and look, or I could send it to you, when he rolls over, all you hear is them pigs screaming, man. It's, oh, it's yeah. terrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I you, can imagine. You don't, have imagine. To, you don't have to have the, uh, the animal rights feelings to feel for it. You know what I mean? Like, you still feel bad for all of that. Just even though it's uh-huh. going on, you kind of just, anybody that's hum, human can feel that way. But I wanted oh, to, yeah. I also wanted to point out, because you, you, you told us exactly what your professionals call the GPS systems. Oh, yeah. yeah we've, we've, been, we've been laughing about the GPS guys for a long time. Now, the ones that get in uh, trouble because they follow their GPS. Explain to, to everybody what do, does your professions call the GPS? There are so many acronyms for GPS. It's... <laughs> it's <laughs> The, the number one is gets people stuck. <laughs> <laughs> the GPS gets people stuck. No, it's true. I mean, I could show you uh, videos of guys that literally went across a walking bridge. I don't know how their truck didn't cave it in. They ended up getting stuck in a park, and it was because the GPS told them to get there. Yep. How crazy is that? Oh, last year. Beach? on the, No, last year on the Atlantic City Boardwalk. Yeah. Was it C... I, actually, I, don't, I think it was CRST or CR England. One of the, I think it was CRST. The guy the drove board. down the boardwalk, you know, on the wooden boardwalk with his track trailer. I, I 
remember that article. That was yeah. that was un, unreal. GPS. Yeah. He said it was his GPS. And it was at North Carolina. One of the drivers went right onto the beach. Yeah, into the water. I into, think. Yeah, just yeah. just kept driving. It's like, GPS. do you not realize that there's there's no way you can go for it? How can you keep going? Gets people stuck. Yep, that's what it is. I, I would I would say you're 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 kidding, but I've been in this industry long enough that I still see new stuff every day that shocks me. <laughs> so I mean, I got so many questions. My one of them would be, what's the craziest, craziest upright incident night you had, and what was the most dangerous? Oh my gosh, uh, the most dangerous would have to be a bulk truck loaded with uh, all of the components um, used to blow up rock quarries. Um, nice. Uh, the ammonium TNT. nitrate, the, the 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 ammonium nitrate, the ANFO, the diesel fuel. The only thing that they weren't allowed to carry on this bulk truck was the actual blasting caps. That uh, was all compartmentalized, but it rolled over out into a field after a steer tire blowout on a two lane road, and that was uh, that was a little hairy. Um, pretty 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 dangerous situation uh, potentially explosive <laughs> yeah well I mean it would you, you heard of hazardous material you usually just walk around and like a little edgy but that would that would constantly you know mine like walking in a, a, a war zone where you're walking thinking that you're gonna step on a mine you're probably being extremely careful just afraid that just just a little spark of anything was just gonna set everything off. Yeah, and and there's a there's a huge story. I've got so many stories I could tell you, and we don't have that much time, I'm sure. Um, on this one in particular, you know, when they called us, uh, they had us set back at about a quarter of a mile, and we could see the crash site. Uh, then more authorities showed up, and they pushed us back to a half a mile, and then more authorities showed up, and it it was like almost eight hours from the time we arrived on scene before we were allowed to start doing our job. Mm. Eight hours of the brains getting together and figuring it out. Yeah. And, and finally I knew one of the, uh, the head honchos there and they had pushed us back two miles out, two miles away from the incident. And I understand the need for safety. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do. I, I, I'm very strong on safety. If you've watched the videos, you know that, um, but I told the guy, I said, if you guys want to develop a plan, I have to be a part of that. I have to inspect this load. I have to inspect the truck to see what kind of damage it's had, to see if we're going to have to offload it, if we can bring it up uh, loaded, if there's any leakage. You know, I'm willing to take that responsibility and liability upon myself. I have to have eyes on this vehicle before I can come up with a plan. So you guys can't come up with a plan until I come up with a plan. Right. You're the plan, man, not them. Yeah, I get it. So long story short, they yep. left you go in and, and you took over. Yeah. Yeah. We, we uprighted it and brought it out of the field. Nobody got hurt. Everybody went home. It was an excellent day. So. so so let's shift gears here. Let's talk about yep. that YouTube channel. 180 plus thousand YouTube followers you got there, Ron. How's that? Doesn't that blow your mind? 180,000? It does. It does. I am so blessed, and I, I, I can't stress that enough. Um, it's a great word. It, it, well, that's how I feel. Uh, Absolutely. It, it really is. I, I'm not ashamed of my faith. Um, 
people who've watched my channel know that I'm not not ashamed of it whatsoever. That's part of who I am. Um, but I never dreamed that it would get to this level. And and I have no idea where it's going to go from here. We'll just, you know, a while back, my wife and I talked about it and things started falling into place. It, when I started, I never knew really what it was going to do. My son kind of prodded me into it. Hey, dad, check out this YouTube thing. You know, you need to start doing some videos. I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, I kind of put him off for a while. And uh, then he kept prodding and kept prodding. I said, all right, buddy, I'll, I'll, I'll do some. And I threw a few videos on there and it took like, I don't know, two or three years before I ever got uh, that first hundred dollar revenue check <laughs> that you, you know, and it, it was, it was a long time. And uh, I just, I learned, I taught myself how to edit the videos and uh, I listened to the viewers and that was a big part of it was being interactive with the viewers. You know, I, I tried to respond to everybody uh, that commented on the videos. Um, I kept things positive and upbeat. Uh, there's some also some very uplifting videos on there. Uh, one of the series, the Tired Taurus series. I don't know if you watched that or not. That was a lot of people reacted to that one very, very well. Uh, but it just seemed like uh, God took a hold of this channel and started taking taking directions. And I just sat back and said, okay, let's go. Where do you want to take me? <laughs> yeah, give glory to God always, man. So I, I read a comment uh, earlier on your page. And, and the one guy wrote, he said, um, it's like golf. I don't know anything about tractor trailers and, and wreckers. Just like I know nothing about golf, but I'm addicted to both of them. <laughs> so this guy actually follows you, and he knows nothing about either. But he, the, there's people that just absolutely are glued to that channel, watching watching those big trucks getting flipped over. And that, that's it's unreal to me. Uh, it, it it's hard to believe, but it, like I said, it it been a blessing. Uh, it really has. Yeah. What? So, you, like you said, it was your first three years, nobody really noticed. You know, it was like. Talk CDL. We're, we're in the same boat as you. You know, we, we just, my son came to me and said, hey, dad, you should do a podcast about trucking. I said, what's a podcast? And <laughs> I'm serious. And this was like in November, like October or September of 2015. We started buying mixers and equipment and just checking it out. And next thing you know, we were doing a live show on a, on a, uh, a thing called Blog Talk Radio. It's cheap. But the audio is horrible. And so, but we went on there and it was really nothing. And we started a Facebook page. And then one day we put together a, a video called A Trucker's View of Idiots. And I went to bed after putting it on at four o'clock. And I woke up the next morning and it was like three or seven million views overnight. And I was like, what? Does that, that, that's got to be a wrong number. And next thing you know, everybody starts following you. You know, it's and, and people are sharing your stuff. And my gosh, since then, we've had like 12 or 14 videos over 10 or 20 million. It's just like, or not that 10 or 20 million, but over over 2 million rather. And uh, it's an amazing feeling. And I, I do understand the feeling of, of all of a sudden you're on the spotlight going, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Well, it, it's like it hits a critical point and something becomes the catalyst and it just 
skyrockets all at once. Uh, you know, just just last year, I broke the elusive 100,000 subscriber mark. And in less than a year's time, I'm at almost 200,000 subscribers now. I mean, it's just it's grown exponentially and continues to grow, um, which is awesome. I mean, I'm not complaining a bit, but uh, yeah, like you said, you, you get picked up and, you know, you get relationships like uh, this relationship with with us. You know, you're going to get uh, people that learn about you from my videos. Uh, people are going to learn about me from your podcast and you just start building these relationships and I've built these relationships across the world. It's been it been absolutely amazing. Uh, I've got viewers from Australia, the UK, um, comments from all over the world. And it's just an absolutely amazing feeling. It is. And to be honest with you, a couple of times I was ready to just stop because you find yourself. I don't know where you're at, but we find ourselves sometimes 10 hours in a day, sometimes in editing, putting things together. You know, but the reason we do it is because of honestly all the drivers that write in and and send us you know mail and and you know I, we I do it more honestly for them than I do it for myself anymore only because of the encouragement of the followers and that's truly right. what makes me that's like my I fuel I get fuel off our our far followers there are toxic DL people are awesome I, we love them we actually have contests all the time and t-shirt giveaways ain't everything. All the time. Yeah. That's what um, I have to right now go over and finish getting Troy sure did a caption this, so I have to take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man. So, so you got 180,000 followers. You're on YouTube, and and I was gonna ask you that how quickly. So, how long did it actually take to get to the first hundred thousand? Like three years or something like that. I would have to go back and look, but yeah, it's it's three and a half to four years if I remember correctly. Yeah. To get to the hundred to get to the hundred thousand, that was that was three and a half long, hard uh, years working towards that. I mean, hours and hours and hours of uploading and editing and re-editing and viewing and then saying, nope, that's no good. Go back and re-edit. And then you've got the learning curve of just learning how to do it. I know. How, how, to, how to edit the videos and, and process them and... Uh, you know, it's gotten it's gotten easier now, but at the same time, I try to better myself with each video, you know, try to make each one better quality. Uh, you know, I thought my big thing is, is, is like you guys, you know, I listen to my viewers and take their suggestions to try to make the channel more what what they want. Um, like I've got some people that really, really, really like the long video formats. Uh, you know, most of my videos will be 45 minutes plus. And I've got a few viewers that say, ah, oh, you should sh uh, shorten your videos down to two or three minutes. And then I'll get comments from people coming to my defense saying, oh, no, we, we want the long videos. We, if you don't want to watch the, the full video, just skip ahead, you know, <laughs> telling, that, telling that other person, just skip, skip through the parts you don't want to watch. We yeah. want the full video. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we we're the same way. The anybody that comes on the page that's bad. Usually, one bad guy, you'll have twenty good guys going. You know, you you know, if you don't like it, leave. You know, uh, and you know, oh, yeah. we we try to even encourage the guys that get a, a little unruly every now and then. But you know, you wouldn't have have grown an extra eighty thousand people in less than a year if if uh, they weren't liking the length of your video. So yeah, you got to keep giving what what everybody likes. I agree with that hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it too, and and. Like you said a while ago, you got to give glory to God. Uh, I follow my heart with where I feel that He's leading me, and uh, I try to stay positive. If you if you've noticed, I never never once criticize a driver or anybody that's in a situation. I'm there to help. I'm not there to to make their day worse. Most of the time, when they see me, they're having a bad day. My my thought is I'm there to help them out of a bad situation, make their day better, not worse by coming in with a bad attitude. Right. Uh, you know that that's 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 how I feel anyway. No, that's a good way of looking at things because, like you just said, you already know they're having a really bad time of things. You know, whatever the case may be, they have to now deal with the consequences that just happened, whether it was their fault or not their fault, and seeing anybody that has to remind them of what happened is not always fun to deal with. But with you coming in there and showing them some form of respect, even though whatever happened to them, it helps them get a little bit better at, you know, just dealing with it. It, 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 it can end up going really badly if... You know, some sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes it is. And when it is their fault, you know, heaven knows I've made my share of mistakes. And if, if we can simply learn from our mistakes and become better for it, then, Hey, that's what mistakes are for. You know, <laughs> uh, if, if, if you learn from them and grow from them, uh, and that that's my role is I, I try to teach someone, Hey, mistakes happen. Nobody's perfect. I know I'm not, uh, but try to learn from this experience and you'll know what not to do next time. You know, so real quick, I wanted to ask, I wrote a little questionnaire. I, I, when reading about you, you're, you grew up in, as your parents, your dad was your mentor. And, mm-hmm. uh, do you, do you now have a son to carry on the Ron Pratt legacy? I do. Awesome. Um, I have my daughter and her husband, uh, my son-in-law both work at the shop now and, uh, Talon, you've probably seen him on some of my videos, uh, but my son is still in high school. He's uh, 15 and a half, so he's he's itching to get in there. I mean, he goes with me sometimes, but for insurance purposes, we can't let him operate anything. You, you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not like RC yeah. Cola. <laughs> yeah, th- those days are gone, unfortunately. It, they really are. Everything's uh, an insurance day. Yeah. We won't even touch on the insurance nightmares, but. Uh, but so know. he is at least interested in, in. Oh yeah. You know that's addictive. I, if, if my dad was a uh, had a wrecker service like you, I'd be I would be like hanging with my dad all the time. That's I, I love the stuff you do. Amazing. Well, when when he was, I tell you a little story about my son. Whenever he was in kindergarten, uh, my wife works at the school. My wife and I both graduated from the same school. Uh, went there our entire lives or our entire school career uh, until college. And then uh, my wife went to work at that school. It's a kindergarten through 12. 
small community. And uh, when my son was in kindergarten, uh, he was one of the little Mr. and Miss at one of the homecoming, basketball homecoming. And, of course, they do the little questionnaires with the kids and stuff. And when they asked what he wanted to be when he grew up, he said he wanted to work at the Scott City Shop. Of course, he didn't know the name of the, our, our business. He just knew that it was the Scott City Shop. That's what he called it. Uh, so even in kindergarten, he wanted to work with his dad, which which is awesome, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and, and he's still just as excited now as he was then, even more so, actually. Yeah, because he's getting closer to that age um, yeah, yeah. to be able to do it. That's really, that is so cool, man, when you can pass that on. You know, and, and you know, I should have said daughter also because our daughter works with us a lot. You know, and, and she's actually a tomboy. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's a little toughy. She's a princess, but at the same time, she's, she's a little toughy. And well, uh, go ahead. No, you, you, please. No, I was just saying, you know, it's, it's great to have any child that takes an interest in your business. You know, we, Ruth Ann and I, we've, we have uh, raised seven children. And, uh, you know, we, we've only had one or two that wanted to take over. The other one's... You know, one's an army ranger out doing his thing and da 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 da. But our our uh, second to the youngest daughter wanted to kind of get involved in the business, so so she's she works with us a lot. So that's a good thing. Um, I wanted to ask you while it's on my mind. I, I, I want to go back to the semi trucks for a second. What sure. is? Have you had a week where it was multi rollovers, or is it usually? What is the average? You get like one maybe a month, or do you get one every week? I mean, how what what is how often do you get these rollovers? Wow, they they seem to come in waves. They come in waves of three. I don't know why, but they they always come in threes. Everything comes in threes. If you have three rollovers, then the next thing you'll have. Uh, three toes of a specific type of strange vehicle. Uh, it's just, Oh, I agree. It, 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 it's odd. You know, it, it, I can't explain the rule of threes, but it, that's, it really is. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Uh, amount of rollovers in a week, average amount you get, blah, blah, blah. Uh, average. If you're talking semi rollovers, average, probably one to two a month. Wow, because we're we're in a rural area, or yeah, we're not in a metropolitan area. We're in a rural area, so there's we don't have the high traffic volume like a lot of places do, where they'll get one or two rollovers a day. You know, uh, we just we just don't have that traffic volume through here. Yeah, but even that to me sounds like a yeah, lot. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought that was a little that was a lot for it. One or two. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I. I don't see a lot here where we're, you know, we're like not far from Gainesville and Tampa and all that. And, you know, in okay. fact, we just had a major horrible wreck. Seven or eight people were killed here on uh, I-75 a couple weeks ago. They're mm. up in arms over that. But, but I don't see a lot of rollovers in our area. But then again, you know, that's, I, 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 I gosh, I wonder what the number is all across the country. Every I know. Day. That's, that's, high. that's, did, did you see the horrible crash in Albuquerque this week? Uh, I th- go ahead, tell me about it real quick. Okay, the there was uh, east and west traffic. Uh, one semi went through the median head-on with the other semi, and both the of pictures. Them. The pictures and the aerial videos were you could not tell that there were two semis. It was just total obliteration. I mean, it was uh, it, 
it was a horrible, horrible scene. I hate, I hate for any anybody who had to be out there if that would have been just miserable. Uh, people don't understand the actual destruction of eighty thousand pounds. What it does, it's uh, it's it's an amazing force. Um, wow, Ruthann, what do you think of this interview? Interesting, extremely yeah. interesting. Yeah, that is so cool, Ron. We are literally at fifty minutes here in this interview. And it went it, fast. It, it, it did. It zip zip right by. Usually, I'm watching the clock. Um, you got. I'm going to wrap this up here shortly, Ron. Uh, is there something you wanted to talk about before we start working our way to the end here? I mean, you. I know you wanted to talk about the YouTube channel, um, and, and it's just called Ron Pratt, right? I mean, it's not. You don't have yep. your company name on there. Just Ron. How about your Facebook page? Is that that's just Ron Pratt? You don't have the, what the name of your record service on there or nothing, right? Uh, we we have a company a Facebook page. Uh, which is Midwest Truck Sales and Service, uh, and then I have my own personal page, and I've had to tighten up my security a lot on my personal page uh, because of YouTube. You know, uh, I don't post a lot of the business stuff on my personal Facebook, but we do have Facebook for the company. Uh, we do have a website for the company, uh, and then YouTube. Of course, YouTube is the biggest out of all of them by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's funny is we only started YouTube not too long ago, so we really didn't end up with a, a huge following. But we're working on the YouTube channel right now. You had something to say? No, no. I was just, I was just kind of. Well, just... you look like you were jumping out of your skin to talk. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> you had that look. Oh, the yeah, look. Yeah, the look. <laughs> <laughs> it's a look. There, there was a huge learning curve on YouTube too. Uh, there, there's some ins and outs there that can that can help you get get more views. And I learned some tricks about uh, you know making sure that the videos were ready to go uh, prior to release and stuff. And it stuff I've learned the hard way, but. Uh, Again, there's that learning curve. Yeah, if you got any tips, send them over, man. And if you need any tips on yeah. Facebook, believe me, uh, I'll, I'll, glad a, lot, to a lot of people don't understand Facebook, but we have learned so much about it. It's crazy. Oh, we're still learning certain things because yeah. I don't mess with a lot of it. I have a personal page, but I don't even go on it that often. So it's there's not it's so much stuff. And then they always do the updates, and then you're like. Why did they just do that update? I just was getting used to it. And so, so let me just say again, real quick. We got Ron Pratt on here. Uh, he's a he's owns a record service. And and what town is that, Ron? Scott City, Missouri. Scott City, actually, like his son said, Scott City, is Scott City, Missouri. Owns a big record service. Has one hundred eighty thousand followers on YouTube itself. And we've been just talking about everything from rollovers to uh, steer tire blowouts, you name it. I got another question that I just remembered. I, I Didn't I read that you actually started teaming in your parents' trucking company running Marmons out to California and back? Was that, what were you hauling, produce or something that you were doing in California? Yes, yeah, we were doing a, a there was a triangle from, uh, there's a paper mill in, or there was a paper mill in Wycliffe, Kentucky. We'd haul rolls of paper in, in a reefer out to California, pick up produce in California, and take it up to uh, normally up into Canada, uh, up above uh, Pennsylvania and New York, and nice. then, uh, then come back down and uh, start the triangle over again. Nice, nice. 
Very nice. But yeah, I, yeah, I've I've done over the road trucking thing too. That was that was before we had the the tow trucks. But the tow trucks are my thing. That's that's where my heart lied. Do you have another story? Do I have another story? Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, did say the naked man, Troy, earlier. So why don't you go ahead and clear up that naked the ma- naked man story, just so that our our listeners won't be all confused on why why was there a naked man running in the street? Okay, you want to hear the naked man story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ruthann, you know everybody's going. Yeah, figures Ruthann wants to hear about a naked man. You brought it up earlier. <laughs> okay, so where do I start? Um, all right, I get a call early, early one morning from the highway patrol asking for our rotator to fish an SUV out of the woods on a very steep hill, two-lane road with no shoulder. And when I arrive on scene, the officer asks me if I could go down to the vehicle and if there's any clothing in it to get any type of clothing out of the vehicle I could. What I didn't realize at the time, and the officer had to point out to me, was there was a naked man sitting in his passenger seat. Uh, The gentleman had apparently had to leave a residence later, late in the evening, early in the morning, uh, without any clothes on, because (laughs) (laughs) uh, because he was doing something he supposedly wasn't supposed to be doing with somebody he wasn't supposed to be doing it with and uh in the rush to get away crashed his suv down into the woods and he stumbled around the woods naked all night long in the dark and finally that morning someone saw him walking down a county road without a stitch of clothing on and called the police i would have (laughs) can i tell you something though as you're telling that story you know what i'm thinking you know what? That's I don't want to call it a blessing, but think about that. You got a guy that wrecks his vehicle, probably uh, messing with somebody's wife, mm-hmm. and guess what? There's justice. Karma. There's justice for the husband. <laughs> that was you know, karma. You sneak in somebody's house and do that, <laughs> and you get a rollover out of it. My God, you know? Uh, can you imagine if it would have happened like now, where it's so he would have died because how cold it is? Yeah. You guys getting that, oh, yeah. that frigid air out there? We're not as bad as some parts of the country. Uh, we think we're again, we're very blessed here. We we've gotten down into the single digits and we've had wind chills below zero, but we're not actual air temperature down below zero and down in the negative 20s and 30s like some of these poor places are. Mm. So so Ron, Ron, I want to wrap this up, buddy. Uh, but I do want to I, I do want to tell you something as I was reading something that you wrote about a story. It actually did touch my heart a little bit. The story of the grain hauler that um, I guess he ended up colliding with somebody coming at him. I guess it was a lady and her her vehicle went into the water or something and she was submerged and he managed yes. to. He was a hero. Right. He managed, I guess, hurt and, and, and wreck in a wrecked vehicle. He got out and didn't think of himself, probably hopped over, stumbled over to find his vehicle in the water and couldn't find her, and then apparently, I think you wrote, all of a sudden, her hair floated up, and he spotted that and grabbed onto it and pulled her up to where she could breathe or something until they could rescue her. Is that how it goes? Yes. 
That's an yeah. amazing story. Here's a guy uh, hurt, and he's going to go save her. Yeah, a uh, farmer, and and bless his heart, he's the only reason that young lady's still alive. Mm. Uh, had just had a major, I mean major, crash uh, head on. The woman turned right in front of him. She admitted it after afterwards. You know, she was on her phone. Uh, she was a healthcare worker and home healthcare and trying to find a place that she wasn't familiar with. And she was looking down on her phone, trying to find this place, turned right in front of a, a loaded grain truck. And the end result, they're both in the ditch. Uh, if you guys know what cattails are, uh, sure. the type of plant. Okay. The cattails were like eight foot tall and in this, uh, swamp water, water filled ditch and her car is so mangled and it's on its side and like you said the driver had just gone through this traumatic experience himself but doesn't think about himself he hops out of the truck goes down and tries to find this poor woman and he can't find her and then all of a sudden her strands of hair float up Mm -hmm. and he reaches down and holds her head up until some other people who had witnessed it get over and help push her car over enough to where he can get most of her torso above water. Wow. And, and they hold the car over. He holds her head and torso above water until first responders arrive. That's good people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what are you talking about? I choke up just talking, telling the story. I'm telling you, man, that now praise God for that. That's the glory there all to God. I mean, you, she's lucky. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a and she has what children, a story. Yeah. What a story. So well listen, Ron, I mean we're we're literally at an hour. We usually do half hour pods, but we uh can talk to you all night and we want you to come back on if you will. Uh it, yeah, I'd be glad to. Absolutely. Uh now, you know, one last question I got for you. You know, Matt's is coming up, the Mid America Truck Show in Louisville, Kentucky. You're not far from it. I have you have you ever actually thought of setting up a booth and and <sighs> Get, bring a computer and a couple posters of, 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 of that. I guarantee you, you'll get a million more followers out of that. Well, I, I've thought about it, but I, I didn't, I don't see myself like that. I don't see myself as a celebrity or anything. You know, I'm shoot. I'm just a guy in the middle of the country that, that works a record for a living. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's also a, it's a, it's a way to, you know, shake a few hands and, and introduce yourself. I mean, and you know, when you got that many followers, you are—I would say—a TV celebrity, but you're definitely, you know, uh, a YouTube YouTube celebrity. You know, you're definitely known by everybody, and and uh, you know, seems to be well liked. You know, you should consider yeah. that. I think when Ruth and when is Matt's? We were actually thinking about going. The last—it's in in March, last weekend of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that would be awesome. Uh, the the biggest problem is you know I, I do have a business to run uh, and that the the big rotator is uh, you know there's only two operators and I'm the primary uh, so it, it's it's difficult for me to get away uh, at times well bring the rotator I mean it, you are gonna have like 50,000 tractor trailers there one of them's bound to flip <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I could make I could make so many jokes about that, you know, the little memes they have on Facebook about <laughs> specific brands of truck. Lay over and play dead. Here comes a Peterbilt. Uh. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, yeah. But but I won't I won't go there. Okay. <laughs> no need to now, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Everybody's everybody's got their preference. So. Well, Ron you Pratt. I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you have something yet, Ron? Nope. You're good. Uh, Ron Pratt from Scott Scott City. Did he say Scott yes. City? Scott City, Missouri. And it's got, where is Scott City? Is it in the middle of the state or something? Just out of curiosity. <sighs> okay. The best way to give you a point of reference, everybody knows where St. Louis is. Yeah. Everybody knows where Memphis is. Yes. We're a little small dot on the map on I-55, almost right in the center between the two. Okay. That's pretty easy to find. Down there in the southern part of the state. Yes, the Boot Hill is what it's called, the Boot Hill of Missouri, nice. uh, southeast southeast Missouri. Uh, we're basically a suburb of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. If you've ever heard of that, um, not really. I mean, okay. I've yeah. it's about fifty thousand people. It's it's the biggest town around here. You know, you got to go to St. Louis or Memphis to to get into a metropolitan area around here, yeah. which is. St. Louis is two hours north, and Memphis is two and a half hours south. Okay, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've run through that area uh, a bunch of times when I was uh, an over-the-road driver. I just don't remember the little towns here and there, you know. Okay. Well, do you know where the 55-57 split is? Sure. In Missouri? Okay. That is about 20 minutes south of us. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, Ruth Ann, do you have anything else for Ron? Ron Pratt. Hmm. How long does it normally take for you to to straighten up one of the tractors that just... Yeah, I should have asked that. You know, when they fall over, when they roll over, when you're using the airbags and, and the recovery for that, how long does it take to normally set that back up right? Once you start... When you, what are you talking about? Once he hooks to it? No, well, yeah, once you... Because he has to assess it for quite a while. Well, you assess yeah. it. Once you assess it, know where you're going to put all the bags because it's airbags that you, you plug. Not always. The, well, most of the time. No. If a truck's laying completely on the side, how do you get the trailer back up straight? You don't use airbags um, every time, do you, Ron? No. Uh, the airbags are actually very seldom used. He anymore. just stuck his tongue out at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Snitch, uh, but but to answer your question, no, it there's no two situations that are ever the same. Uh, I mean, you you still have all the same geometry and physics at play, uh, but there's no two jobs that are exactly the same. You can have a job, a rollover that that you can do in as quickly as an hour, and there's some that take uh, 24 hours. Uh, just depends on the complexities of the job and, uh, you know, what, what it's loaded with. Uh, if, if it has to be unloaded, uh, if we can bring it up loaded, you know, it, there's just so many different variables. There's your answer, Ruthann. There is no average. Well, I can't. There, there really isn't. All right. That's all right. I'll live. You will live. <laughs> <laughs> and an easy one. We, we just did an easy one uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when I say easy, it was it was a, a crappy job because it was loaded with uh, wastewater from the airport. <laughs> uh, he took really took, crappy. Yeah, really crappy job. Uh, <laughs> the smooth bore tank took a curve too sharp, and you know what happens there. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, anyway. That one we had on its feet in about 45 minutes. 
You want to get done and over with quick. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, we we didn't want to be smelling that job for the next several hours. So, (laughs) get it in and bring in the hazmat crew. (laughs) There's certain jobs that make you work faster. That's one of them. You betcha, there is. There you go. Well, listen, guys, let's wrap this thing up. I'm at uh, a little over an hour, and uh, we, like you said, we could we could talk all night about this stuff. Definitely want to bring you back on, 100% want to bring you back on and introduce you more and more to the, the Facebook followers of Talk CDL. It's, it's definitely a unique, um, you know, did I mention, actually, I wanted to, <laughs> I do this all the time. Actually, I wanted to mention one thing. Because we were talking about crazy, the crazy ones, the difficult ones. We interviewed a bee hauler the other day. Have you, have you ever had anything that extreme where a guy that has a flatbed loaded with millions of bees and a net over the actual trailer, can you imagine having to work that rollover, a bee hauler? There was one in our area a few years ago, but... Our competition got that job. We didn't get it. Well, I would have said, go ahead for it. Yeah. Did you ever have anything like that as far as a dangerous animal? I mean, you have your regular livestock, but have you ever had anything else similar to that or something that was extremely dangerous other than your TNT experience? Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, you get get chemical hazmat loads. Um, Oh, my gosh. You have shifting loads. uh, No zoo animals, though, right? No, I, okay, one of the worst, I mean, the worst, most labor-intensive, dangerous, uh, just mu- mundane and absolutely horrible, miserable miserable job that we had uh, many, many years ago before we had some of the modern equipment that we had out on one of the two-lane roads, uh, uh, thin-walled 53-foot dry box, with a hundred pound lead ingots, forty-four thousand pounds of hundred pound lead ingots. Wow! Laid over, yeah. Laid over the wheels on one side of the ditch, the roof of the trailer on the other side of the ditch, and the lead ingots pushed the wall out and formed to the ditch. Every one of those lead ingots had to come out by hand. Yeah. No other, no other way to handle them. You, 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 we took by hand, put them on a rollback, got them out of that area, and then had to handle them again and put them on a different trailer. So each, each of those 44,000 pounds worth of lead ingots had to be handled twice. And by the time you got to the front of the trailer, you're stepping over all this broken metal. It's slick and it's wet and it's nasty and you're tired and your arms are just literally like noodles because you've you've carried so many lead ingots you just want the job to be over so bad i actually uh, feel for you right now with that he's the, I, he's the guy that cleans that. up after us truckers yeah he's, i'm feeling the the, i'm crew. feeling the noodle arms right now yeah no he wasn't when he's saying by hand right then he didn't mean they lifted forty four thousand pounds with their hands he's talking about by hand machine right ron you're not talking about with your hands no, I'm I'm talking with my own hands. See, why do you lift forty four thousand pounds with your hands? No ingots. One one, one ingot at a time. One oh, one hundred. Yeah. You 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 pick up one oh. one hundred pound bar of lead Smack and carry it out of the trailer and set it on a rollback, 
that rollback moves down the road to a safer location, you pick up that 100-pound ingot with your hands and load it onto another trailer. Oh, I'm, I'm picturing a 44,000-pound ingot. I'm an airhead. No. <laughs> no. Like, no way. Okay, no. so. Right. Do, do the math on that. They weigh 100 pounds each, and there's 44,000 pounds of them. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of ingots. That's a uh-huh. lot of ingots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I used to unload. I'll tell you. I used to unload a couple times a week 100-pound sacks of flour, full tractor-trailer loads, there were 48 footers in New York City, and I'd see two to three a week. I would do, and we would drive it up there in a cab over. And I think, if I remember correctly, it was like we had like 518 bags on a on a trailer. It was like 24 skids, 24 bags to a skid, and then you had those heavy chip pallets. So I think it was like 500 and some bags is what we we carried off. And you were there 10 hours with a helper. That's how much lifting you did. It was insane. Yeah, but oh, yeah. he had now, equipment try, for try his Try doing job. that on an uneven, very slick, wet surface. Oh, yeah. No, that was wet, much worse. And sharp. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying um, try to imagine that and, and the risks and the dangers involved with part of our job. You oh, know? yeah. Not crazy. So, well, Ruth Ann, let's wrap this thing up. Okay, you're talking too much. Okay. <laughs> you keep asking questions. I know, because <laughs> I keep thinking of more. Be- uh, if I'm being honest with you, man, like whenever I see any uprighting video, I'm like glued. I mean, I it's just well, you said you were hooked from uh, when the time you were a little kid. It's it's just an amazing. You know, we're all all little boys. We love to play with those big Tonka toys and and mm-hmm. and bulldozers. You know what I mean? And if you it, you can only dream of operating them someday. Or being part of it, you know what I mean? Not everybody gets to do that. Um, so, yeah, man, my hat's off to you, dude. Honestly, to be able to actually be able to own the business and and just be on scene. I got to, you got to be honest, there's never a dull moment in what you do. There can't be. No, no. Uh, but just just to clarify, my, my mom and dad still own the business. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the... Uh, uh, well, I'm the vice president of the corporation because it's a corporation, basically small corporation, small, <laughs> very small. <laughs> but uh, uh, <clears throat> parents still own the majority of the business, so I'm not at the actual owner. Uh, just so that doesn't get skewed the wrong way. If mom and dad were to hear it, they might get upset. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I'd hate to have you walk in the house after your mom and dad heard the pod and they go. What was that for? Yep. <laughs> you own the company, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think we heard it, did you? Mom no. take her my mom take her house shoe off and, and smack him upside the head, right? Did you just say he owns the company. <laughs> Who is that kid? <laughs> Wait till I get him. No, no, that's cool. I, I you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't know how old you are, but you were you know, we were talking about Marmons and back in eighty five and everything. I think and he's about your age. So I was thinking maybe mom and dad were at least retired, you know. So Well they they're working towards it, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know that they ever will. They shouldn't. They're, they just. They. I mean, they. They like it. You yeah. Know, it's, uh, and eventually, my time will come. Uh, but that. That's okay. I'm. I'm good where I'm at. I love working that truck, especially that rotator, man. You know, it's. It, it's my own huge remote control Tonka truck. <laughs> and let's so. face it, you love still having your mom and dad around, you know, and, and look, my grandfather was my mentor, my, my buddy, 
my like he was like my dad and he taught me tractor trailer you know everything about tractor trailers and he retired when he was 72 after 52 years of driving okay wow he retired at 72 and died when he was 73 and I'm telling oh. you, this is a, a man that crawled in and out of cab overs up till he was 72. Okay. He never, he never owned a conventional truck ever. And so here's a guy that literally would pull a coal bucket in Pennsylvania. I mean, and there was a lot of work. He'd come home every day and change tire, you know, fix flats, grease the truck. There was always something to do in the garage. And to be honest with you, that's why I tell you, tell your mom and dad, you retire Things start breaking down. You're better off working until the day you die. To be honest with you, I'm gonna. I, at least I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you. you yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, let's keep making money for. It. So I, uh, I don't know what I would do with myself if, if I didn't work. <laughs> That's all I've ever known. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you. So, but anyways, enough of me, uh, Ron. You are one of the unique characters, or. or Axe, whatever you want to call it, the rollover king uh, in this industry and growing your popularity is so growing. And, and again, I don't want to build you up. And I know you're kind of a humble guy, you know, but honestly, you've got a, a huge following. You know, you got an awesome job. And, uh, you know, I, I could just see more and more, you know, to come for you. Uh, who knows? Maybe someday you'll have 10. 10 rotators going who knows uh yeah, maybe you maybe. never know we'll, we'll we'll see we'll never know where god's going to take us but but just let it be known that i'm not the only professional in our industry there are many 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 hard-working men and women out there that are just as professional as i am who who care just as much as i do uh i just have a face on on youtube where they don't yeah, and and you know I I agree. I'm sure there's many professionals out there. Um, I you know I see a lot of big record services, you know, over on the, on the interstate. I've seen a couple here and there, and and usually the ones that I do see, their trucks are always nice and beautiful, clean, the whole nine yards. So it seems like the ones that really are up there are pretty pretty professional appearance appearances at least. Yeah, yeah. You you don't get to that level with without being that way i will i take that back you can get to that level without being that way but uh, <laughs> not not the right way right uh, there there's a way uh, uh, an etiquette way of doing it there's a professional way of doing it and that's what you want to look at all right correct well yeah. listen i am going to finally wrap this pot up it's where are you sure uh, yeah we're is, literally is that at, is that your final answer it, 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 more than it, likely when, when we hang up he'll probably sit there and say you know what i, I didn't ask him this. no but we're going to bring him back on again you know hopefully this year sometime <laughs> but but ron do you have any any advice i mean is there any is there any advice you can give my trucker brothers you know uh you know i mean i i get it like smooth bore you know you know the average we were always taught if the if the ramp I'm, I'm, my guess is most of your rollovers are a lot of them are on off ramps or, or or get on ramps you know if the ramp says 25 tractor trailer really should be doing about 10 15 uh, uh, and and just to be safe but what do you really got for advice that you see the most common driver error in a rollover 
a lot of times in the rollovers, it's actually not driver error. Uh, a lot of times it's either collision with another vehicle or a tire blowout or mechanical malfunction. I mean, there are a few where the rollovers are the driver's fault, but the majority of the instances where it's a driver's fault is we fall back on the GPS again. That. <laughs> Uh, getting those, people stuck. <laughs> <laughs> we just we do we circle back around to the GPS being a, a huge factor in our business. That's interesting. It really is. Uh, but it, if you're asking for for some advice, I'm not going to try to tell your drivers how to drive their trucks. I will give some personal advice. Be nice to other drivers. Help your fellow drivers. Teach them. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Try to try to instruct rather than criticize. You know, uh, that that would be that would be my my thing. And remember that, hey, nobody's perfect. You, everybody makes mistakes. You've made mistakes. Let's let's learn from it and move on. Try to try to teach others from your own mistake. That's great advice. In fact, we're starting to hear a lot of that advice, you know, from a lot of other drivers instead of videoing somebody screwing up, go over and help them. Right. You know. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Show yeah. your exactly. humanity anymore. Show you show show everyone else out there in the world that everyone not everyone is that that person that we spoke about in the beginning that just wants to see the negativity. Show the compassion that we have nowadays. It's 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 not there anymore. Yeah. I don't I don't want that. And and I you will not find that on my channel. Uh, I will not stoop to that level to get get viewers that's that's not who i am that's not how that's not how i operate and you will not find that with me i just won't do it well awesome ron we want you if you can send us that picture of that that original marmon if you if you sure. got it shoot it over to us and any other picture that maybe you might think would look good on the artwork of this pod because if you go to talkcdl.com you'll see that we uh do a lot of the artwork for the each pod, almost like an album cover. So okay. we'll be working on that. And uh, we well, give me about fifteen minutes when you do finally do your final final wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're doing it now. This is it, man. We're wrapping up. This is it. Um, Ruthann, I know you're. Gonna, you got something to say? No, I'm. I'm. I. We, we end every one of our pods with a specific phrase. So I'm going to go ahead and start it out. It's been. I, I do the same with my videos. All right. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you for, for joining us tonight and peace. Yes, Ron, we really do appreciate everything that you uh, uh, have, have contributed here uh, with, with uh, shining the light here in Talk CDL on, on the uprighting industry. We truly want to have you come back on and say more. It's been such a pleasure having you, man. I really appreciate you coming. Well, thank you for having me and God bless. God bless and peace. Praise the Lord. Hey, drivers, if you're in the market to call a new place home, you just want to find a new job, write this phone number down, 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This carrier is a mid-sized carrier. They offer every benefit in the world. They have brand new Kenworth T680s that are loaded to the hilt. They offer OTR and regional company positions. They also offer lease operator positions. Go ahead and write that number down, driver. 844-311-7076. That's 
7076. 